seeing the scenes in Naples, I'm not a Napoli fan. I didn't grow up a Napoli fan. I got goosebumps everywhere. This is the, the South struggling, and at the same time, the, the South coming all together to show it, hey, listen, we might not have all the money, we might not have all the fortune that you guys on up there you have. We're not second to anybody. That kind of emotion, it's, it's all channeled into this uh, Napoli finally coming all together. Allegri is nowhere near the man to give them the job. I don't care if you get Champions League football. Let's be honest. Let's be completely honest. It has been a failure of a season. All right, are we on? We're are we on. Live? Oh, shit, no, no. Are we? We're live. Oh, shit. Okay. What do you want to start with? I want to start with a comment that uh, I was so... So struck when I saw Landucci, which is the vice of of uh, Allegri, that he was uh, the camera that went on him while while Juventus was playing, and then the first thing that came to my mind what what he said to Spalletti. Mm. Okay, you're gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Okay, you've okay. been you've been saying it all day. Okay, ti mangio il cuore, pelato di merda. Mike, translate. Translate, Mike. It called my bold. Mm. Uh, well, yeah. The cursing. Well, I'm gonna hit your heart, you bold asshole. Okay, you don't <laughs> actually, well, pelato di merda means a, a bold piece of shit. Bold piece of shit. Well, I don't think you guys are gonna say <laughs> that part. I mean, hey, this is not. I mean, I don't know. When, I don't understand why you're laughing, but you, because you, I just said it to you when we were playing. Yeah, but you never addressed. <laughs> 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 you never address somebody, especially the coach of Napoli, which is the winning team, the, the leading in the Serie A. Technically, they did win the Serie A because, you know, not it's yet. a technicality. Yeah, not, not yet. yet. Okay. Not yet, not yet. It's going to be in about uh, two days. So you don't call somebody like that just because you lost and you lost at home poorly. You know how much trash talking there is around in... Uh... And even Allegri, I heard. Allegri, I heard that he went into the tunnel over there, over the locker. You know what he said? The, no, what did he say? He said, finally, you guys at least win a Scudetto. Oh, that's not Something nice. Like that. That's like a put down. That I'm is paraphrasing. Put down. Of course it is, yeah. It, uh, is that necessary? No, of course what not. What kind of a leadership you guys have no, over there? No, but that's, that's sports. That's competition. Don't find this excuse for those assholes, okay? <laughs> if God forbid anyone on AC Milan will have said something like that, that... that, that that will be a heartbreak. No, just because Landucci to call Spalletti. I mean, I don't like Spalletti. Don't get me wrong. I can have twenty beers with him, but I don't like his style of coaching and his attitude. If you drank but, twenty beers, you'd be on the front on the ground. You'd be dead. But don't call. You can't. Any, you can't even drink one I beer. Not even as a joke. You don't call somebody. Ti Mike, il cuore, don't you remember di we, gave, we gave him one beer and he couldn't even walk out the studio? Yeah. He made You're fun. a lightweight. I'm a lightweight. You're, You're a lightweight. Oh, first of all, he makes he made fun of his physical appearance. All right, all right, all right, all right. Come on, we gotta move on. Yeah, what is this, Mike? What do you think about this weekend? What, what stuck out to you? There's a lot. There's a lot going on. There, there's so many different ways that we can <laughs> take this. Landucci, Mike. Right, Landucci. Well, that, Mike. Wasn't, that wasn't even this weekend, though. It was yeah. no. It was last week. Yeah. Last weekend. Yeah. Previous. No, but this week I saw him because the camera went on him while uh -huh. he was playing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Bologna. Bologna. Yeah. And then I said the first thing I said, "Hey, Mike, there's a lot to talk about this week. I mean." The top four race is just absolutely ridiculous. Two to six is you could flip a coin and you don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, Napoli, their Scudetto celebrations got postponed. Mm. And then, uh, of course, even the race at the bottom is uh, very, very exciting. So where do you, where do you want to start today, Mike? I like the Roma-Milan game. It seemed like everything was... It seemed like a boring draw. They both wanted to play for that point. And then out of nowhere, Roma ended up scoring. And then Milan ended up scoring last two goals in, what, a few minutes. It was insane. I think that that game was pretty intense. Just because you didn't expect that ending. And just, just the way it ended like that. Because if Roma kept it like that, Milan would have been in trouble. They would have had three points above them. But Milan ended up getting that equalizer. Who's the favorite? The more. 
What do you think? How do you think this changes things? I think it kind of helps Milan out because it gives them that that fight back spirit because they were down one zero. It's not easy to score when you're down one zero in, in extra time. So yeah, getting that goal gives them that that motivation to maybe end the season positive positively. They're tied on points, so anything could happen. Mike, we were not trying to play for a tie. AC Milan was dominating the, all the second half. Know. The first half, they, 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 kind there, of shared, they kind of shared this back and forth. But the second half, AC Milan added the initiative on uh, all the time. And uh, Roma, Roma was technically controlling the game because... Uh, they, 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 did not, they did not create yeah. a chance. And Magnani didn't have actually intervene once. He didn't do any parate, any, nothing crazy. Okay, I think they wanted the crossbar or that or one of those things. But that's it. That was it. I mean, AC Milan was trying to You to guys make both seemed okay with a tie at a certain I point. I don't think yeah. so. I there don't think so. Which was surprising. I mean, you guys, you blew the, the lid off the last 10 minutes. I wish we would have had more time to My continue playing. God, it man. felt like once the game got to maybe 80th minute, 82nd minute, both teams felt like they could go for it. I was still so surprised that Roma, they were managing the, the game because mm. Dybala didn't even come in. We know that he, he got that crunching tackle uh, the week before. They were managing his minutes. And then Tammy Abraham scored a, a spectacular goal, a goal that he really needed because he has not been good. Even, mm. even throughout the game, yeah, he's trying to hold the ball up. He's dropping to the midfield. Belotti is, I mean, we've said it so many times. For me, Belotti's not a player to the level of, of Roma. He should be fighting at the bottom teams. That, like that's what, for example? Verona? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Verona. They could use a number nine. Somebody like that. But either way, point is, and then Milan saved themselves, though. <sighs> With the goal of silent makers, um, Leao sends this ball that's perfect. You needed to at least get a tie. I, I think that if you lose, it's really dramatic because you're going for the, the top four. Leao, though, Mike, I, I can't get over when I watch him play. He dribbles his man like nothing like a hot knife through butter. There's no one that could stop him when he starts to get going. He needs a he needed a little bit of help. It was one of those games where I think he needed a little bit of help from the rest of his teammates. And you're still lacking really a strike, another striker for me, Milan. You need a, a number nine that can help you score goals. Like what? Like Vlaovic or like Chiesa, <laughs> one of those? No, Chiesa shouldn't be playing number nine, but we could get into that. <laughs> Maybe Vlaovic. You you don't think you need a, a striker in the summer? Yeah, but we do. But Because uh, Origi a- doesn't bring you anything. No, this guy's another waste you know what i had to me the analysis of the game is AC Milan they lost two points we 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 should have taken the three Roma points. will feel the same way they scored 90 uh, second minute that they thought was going to win it was just that chance they created i mean i tip i tip my hat to abraham they scored a beautiful he scored a, nice a beautiful goal, goal. Nice and but AC Milan you know the only one that gained actually in this in this uh, crazy week it was Inter because yep. Inter uh, and Atalanta actually Inter and Atalanta, Atalanta they too, gained yeah, because right. uh, they put themselves back on the position to be contending for that fourth spot uh, which could be, which could be, there are five five teams that they're going to be, because Juventus, I have a feeling they're not going to be uh, mm. contending for the championship because I think they're going to be wiped out. So it is going to be uh, either uh, Inter Milan or Roma. Those, those three, uh, one of those three is going to drop. It's so weird to think about, especially because obviously you're in the Champions League, semifinals, right. both of your teams, and it's very hard to pick. It, it feels like almost nobody wants it at a certain point. Atalanta, though, you said it. They pulled themselves back into this race. I had Atalanta out for dead. Mm. I said, there's no way that they're going to get it top four this season. Mm. They are crawling their they way back Zapata in. They found again. They found him again. Zapata this scored guy. a huge oh, goal. Second God. half was nice in that game. Mm. Second half was really nice in that in that match. So, yeah, Atalanta's there. Let's talk about the Inter game then. Yeah, why not? Inter-Lazio, the 6.30 a.m. match. For the people that didn't know, but the whole the whole drama of moving the games around, moving mm. Napoli, Salernitana to be able to play it at 9 a.m. and Inter Lazio at 6.30. What do you guys think about that? 
I was Sunday. I was at the studio uh, with uh, with Peter Ugurt and uh, Mike was over here. I came. I was all dressed up in uh, in the Napoli gears. I saw that. And I was. Uh, I said, okay. The, the plan was let's go to uh, to Ribalta because uh, you know uh, the celebration, the big celebration is going to be there, and uh, you know you want to just uh, uh, be a part of that celebration because I believe that Napoli deserved. You know, been an AC Milan fan, but I tip my hat to the to the team. That the, the team did a spectacular job. They fought they hard, and they they deserved the win. So we were almost there at Ribalta five ten minutes before the game, and then he said, "Oh crap, what's going on?" So he was checking once in a while on his phone because we didn't have the game on the phone on. So I said, "Oh my God, Salernitana just tied." Oh boy, you guys didn't have the game on. We well, Peter was looking at. I had to drive. I cannot really be watching while I. So while you I'm started driving. driving to the city. We did to he, go to Ribalta. To go to Ribalta when we knew it, that Inter was a. Are you serious? No, yeah. before they scored. We left. We left five minutes on the second half. Oh, you here. and Peter. Me and Peter. Wow. And then we you went to go? the city. No, we went to the city, and I parked my car. I think it was 19th Street and Broadway, and then we were about to walk down in. Uh, That's important. And then uh, Peter said, "Oh crap! Look at this! They no Salernitana way. just died." So I said, "Oh boy, we're not gonna go." I was with my shorts, everything. They one and eight instead. <laughs> Where did oh, you guys eat? So I went to eat. We went they to Italy over there. Because, uh, so you didn't even go to the bar? No, because it would be. Uh, <laughs> he came back to the studio. Depressing. I didn't want to. That's wanna, not Mike, what do you think about them moving the time? Because you, you didn't really. I like that story though. You didn't answer the question, but I, I take it. Oh, what was the question, by the way? <laughs> my question was, what did you think about them moving the time slot? Uh, it was the day, Mike. the match. You mean the match of the next day? I think it was better because um, it worked. It works out better for the fans, uh, the team. So, so it's not too. It's also not too far apart. You know, I feel like it helps everyone. And yeah, I guess they expected a win against Salernitana, but it didn't. Do you think they happen. messed with fate too much? No, no. Knowing Ludo, I think they. Ludo, Ludo can tell you a different. Ludo, uh, different story. Ludo sent us a message afterwards. Why don't you tell I, him? I him tell him the voice message because we were planning our podcast. Play. The immediate no, no, don't play. It's gonna take too long because mm -hmm. he he went on on that. We were planning our podcast. We were saying we're gonna shoot one thirty right when the game ends. Boom! Let's record a reaction with Ludovico because people have been asking to do it. Mm. Mike, you want to summarize what he said? Yeah, he was like, so I was like, uh, Ludo, could you come uh, this certain time to do a podcast? The sooner the better. I was like, yeah, no problem. And I said this before, like. 10 minutes when they after scored one zero, Oliveira scored. Right? Oh, so then when they conceded, oh. I got a me uh, voice message from Ludo right after. I was like, Manolas, you see why we don't plan anything and why I always keep my feet up and I always stay in the same spot on the couch because of this. Whenever we plan something before oh. the fat lady sings, like something like this happened. That's Ludo, why I'm superstitious. Ludo, I got to give it to him. It's so a big superstition. I'm a superstitious guy, you know? Not like was, him, though, He was right? mad. Oh, Ludo, Ludo. Yeah. He was annoyed. Oh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that oh, yeah. the party uh, was was spoiled. But uh, all right, I guess we'll talk about a Napoli. Days I, mean, I was even salivating at the idea that 10 minutes, 20 minutes before the end of the game of Inter, Lazio, uh, Inter Lazio, Lazio was up one nothing, mm. and then they, they, they totally folded. I don't understand. I mean, I, me, I almost uh, clinched my uh, my three points. I said, good, let's uh, sink them down. Inter was playing better though. Not that I want a Lazio. Uh, Lazio is on top of us, but I was uh, hoping for Inter to just slip up a little bit more. But, but Inter, uh, Inter played better. They did. They I, did I feel it. like once Lukaku they came had a spectacular on, second half. Man. Once Lukaku came on, he changed the dynamics. He held the ball up. He was doing a lot of things that we've seen I mean, before. Lautaro. No, I'm saying Lukaku. Lukaku gave two assists. Yeah, but Lautaro he gave the came first in, came into gave, second half. Didn't Lukaku come into the game as no, well? No, it was Lautaro. Lukaku started. Lautaro came in on the second half. Yeah, yeah, that was right. Oh, my bad. I'm always right, Mike. My mistake. Lukaku was great in the second half, I thought. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he gave those two balls, one better than the other. 
the the first one to to Lautaro who scores a goal once the deadlock was broke then they went on then the Bolta Gosens was mm. fantastic with Lukaku and Lautaro heating up this is dangerous for Inter they're fighting for the Champions League spot they're fighting for Coppa Italia final they're fighting you in the Champions League semifinals they needed their strikers to get hot because for a while they went through this little dip of not being able to score and it seems like they're heating up at the right time. Mm, yeah, yes, yes and no. I got to tell you something. It's dangerous for all, all, all the rest of the team that's going to be fighting for the fourth spot on, uh, on the Champions League uh, during the Campionato. But uh, at the same time, their, their, their hands are full. They have their hands full. They, have, uh, they are overbooked in, uh, in every competition. So something's going to give. So whether it's going to be the Champions League, whether it's going to be the Coppa Italia, whether it's going to be them, them missing the, the fourth spot on... Uh, on the Champions League to qualify for one of the spots, I think uh, I th- something is going to give. Something is going to give for Inter, mm. and uh, could be Roma, could be the other one. I just I'm just hoping and praying. I don't wish anybody bad luck, but I I want to see Milan, you know, cemented into the fourth spot because we deserve it. I mean, uh, we uh, we played hard. We we gave stupid points away with the small teams that we shouldn't have to, but uh, nevertheless we have the tools to uh, to uh, to take it all the way to the to the end. Mike, what do you think happened to Lazio in the second half? That was disappointing. Uh, I thought I I would have expected Sadi to um, come back from the loss that they had previously, and they're up one zero, and they really collapsed. I don't know what it was. Their defense wasn't that good, and just in general, I'm disappointed in Sadi. He always backing up like, oh, we don't have enough players to back all these competitions. And then he's one, in one competition. Mm. You have to secure these just top four. It's not he's like still he, second place. He's still second place, but now he's back to back losses. Uh, he has a tough game coming up. Was it two three points? Three? Four points. Yeah, it's not sixty-one, it's, right? Yeah, we are four points, but down to to Lazio. They miss uh, they, if they screw up one more game because they're going to be playing AC Milan soon again. Yeah, they're they're so, one point uh, behind. Uh, they're one point above Juventus, th- uh, four above. Uh, okay, but Inter, if I told you in Milan. September that Lazio would be second place, one point above Juventus, we would all be saying how incredible that is. No. Uh, yes and not. Yeah, but yeah, well, I didn't put Lazio to be second. Yeah. Nobody had them top four. No, 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 but no. still, so you're in that situation. You're gonna slip now. up. Everyone goes through dips at least a little bit. Lazio were hot, where you know they were winning a lot of games that we never even expected them to win. Usually, in the big moments, they shine. You know, they step up. The goal that they scored was great. I love Luis Alberto. Just you know, the little bit of layoff. Um, and they they were up against a strong Inter side. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought Lazio were going to have a little bit more motivation though, because of all the time changes and stuff. I think people had them out to die. You know, they were looking over the game already. So I thought Lazio were going to come out and win the match. But you know what? The Inter energy level what surprised me. I mean, they played the the, the, the few days before Juventus on the Coppa Italia. They eliminated Juventus, and then uh, I said, look how much energy those guys have. I don't know if it was the contingency of the game that uh, you know that they were putting with the, with their back against the wall. I said, they needed to win. I said, if you don't win now, it's it's over. Yeah, this team, this Inter side, this so. is the real Inter side. Mm. This is the real Inter. Inter is a great team. They have all the makings to be competing in the competitions. They just went through moments where they were not doing that. And they have these sort of blackouts within matches. Mm. They have these dips. Dips with, within a season are normal. They're a little bit, they were went through a strange time where they're creating a million chances. I remember after two or three matches, they had 60-something chances created. They just couldn't put the ball into the back of the net, mm. missing that little bit of finishing ability. But mm. this, for me, that's how I see it. This is the real Inter. This is an Inter that's dangerous on all fronts, that has goal scorers, that has players that are important. Barella, when he plays, is... Di Marco, you're going to see the way he's been Di Marco, oh, too. unbelievable, man. Darmian, Darmian's another one. He's played, you know, to go from right center back to right wing back, it's a difficult task. 
And I'm not saying Darmian is a sensational wingback, but he's important in a team when you need, like you said, managing these energy utility levels. utility player too, for sure. But I don't know. For Listen, they play Sassuolo next. It's going to be a very tough game. Sassuolo's the second half of the season. They're, they're a different team. They've been playing much better. Is it better. in Milano? Or in, uh, I think it's at a way. Wait, what? Sassuolo? Where, you said Inter... No, no, I'm talking about Lazio. Oh, Lazio's playing Sassuolo. Yes, Lazio's playing. And where is it? Rome? In Rome. And then the one after, they're playing Milan, and that's a direct competition. So if Lazio don't get full points against Sassuolo, against Milan, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. How many points is Sassuolo in the, oh, the Sassuolo, table? they have no chance of, uh, of no, making to the... What, what are they? They're 43 points. Uh, 11th? They're 11th, yeah. So they can't they can't nothing. fight for Europe. No. They're fighting for nothing. It's no, over. Yeah. So that should be a Lazio win. No, I'm not sure no, about no, that. No, no, should, be. No, should be. Should you know, be. Dionisi. Dionisi. Benardi scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, Dionisi. No, Dionisi. 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 looks solid. The second half of the season, they, they've been uh, keeping uh, up. Look, against AC Milan, they didn't need to win. They, they gave us time. They beat AC Milan. They're beating big teams. They're beating uh, uh, nothing but the best They used teams. to. They used to. But then they wound up losing a, a lousy game against they, they, Salernitana. They oh got smacked 3-0. They beat Juventus and then lose 3-0 to Salernitana. Unbelievable. Okay, um, let's let's shift. Though. Let's talk about uh, Napoli then. Napoli, uh, Salernitana, which, I mean, you couldn't write a better script for what happened. Inter won their game, which is the was the big fear out of all the matches. We said, okay, Inter winning could be the difficult one. The Maradona exploded when Inter won. I don't know if you saw the video of them no, seeing. No. In general, just seeing the scenes in Naples. I'm not a Napoli fan. I didn't grow up a Napoli fan. I got goosebumps everywhere. It's like these people have suffered for so many oh, yeah. years. We we hear Ludovico stories about when he watched the team win. But then you got to think anyone under 30 years old, you know, if you're in our Michael and I's right. age you range, know, you, you never saw the team win. They went through bankruptcy. They went Serie C all the way up. And also you have to think too, they, they would do so many good things, but financially they couldn't compete. So their best player, Iguain, would get sold to their bitter rivals. And they had this sort of continually happen to them. So to see them celebrate, I think, was was really beautiful. Unfortunately, the party was spoiled by Dia. And we put it out there a little bit because we said, Salernitana were eight games unbeaten. Since Paulo Sosa joined, they only lost one match. And they tied Milan and Inter within that bracket. And technically, it's a derby because Salerno and Napoli, I know, Team-wise, it's not a competition, but regionally, they're close together, and somehow they came back into this game. I'm surprised. They had, like, it was all Napoli. Salernitana were literally parking the bus, and once they scored, it's like, oh, it's going to be another one, another one. But then, you know, as things happen, and... Juan Diaz, Jesus happens. Yeah, Juan Paolo, Jesus happens. Paolo Sosa, Paolo uh, Sosa. Is... But I got to say, for the first goal, that uh, the celebration for Napoli, like Marco was saying... Uh, there was a mini earthquake in Naples too. It was a two actually on the Richter scale, oh which was pretty God. insane. That, how, that goes how to awesome show. Is that? Listen, and just the scenes outside the stadium. Listen, was so nice listen, you, you have an the earthquake. Just, you have a, the mini a, earthquake. Ma a man-made earthquake. Yeah, a, a man-made, man not a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. natural. No, it just it reached to the scale. Like that's that's like the sort of power that they yeah, produce. Listen, saying. you have to put this whole this whole story in a contest because uh, uh, Ludo is is the perfect picture of what's going on right now in Napoli superstitious the fact that they haven't been winning in in more than 30 years there is maradona lurching Can you around get the scenario in the meantime there is there is Mar there is all of this aura about maradona they name it the stadium after the maradona insignia leaves all of those things happening at the same time it's like a perfect storm and all, and, and it was about to culminate yesterday with the napoli finally exploding out of this uh big big emotional uh, uh moment and then uh, but then uh, you know I wish they did, 
but uh, they have to just wait now to do it, you know, uh, to watch the, this this whole thing unfolding on a big screen and while Napoli is playing away. But nevertheless, uh, Napoli is de- definitely is going to win. But, uh, you know, the emotion is that Napoli is, is the, the, the city from the South. It represents all the South. I'm not from Napoli, but I feel like uh, I belong over there. And I, my emotion was channeled into the Napoli uh, at the same time. And why is that so special to be from the South? It is special because there's always this, uh, not, not right, there is some rivalry with the teams from the North and the South. And the, the fact that uh, most of the Southerners like us, we have the just uh, move because most of the work in the industries are there where the water are, where the water is in the North. So in the South Italy, South doesn't have any rivers or anything like that when you can set up industry. So the people from the urban towns, in order to get a job, if you don't want to work on the land, which is plenty of work to do if you want to, you have to just migrate North and just take the job at the Fiat with uh, Agnelli or Torino, you're going to go to Bologna, you're going to do, uh, you're going to do something else. You're going to go to Milan or you're going to go migrate even north to go to Germany, Switzerland, all of those places. Again, this is the, the South struggling. And at the same time, the, the South coming all together to show it. Hey, listen, we might not have all the money. We might not have all the fortune that you guys on up there you have. And even though they're looking down at us, they're calling us Terroni. We're not, we're not, a, we're not second to anybody. So uh, that, that kind of emotion, it's, it's all channeled into this uh, Napoli finally coming all together and, uh, and just uh, have this revenge and just bring this revenge back on, uh, on, uh, to the North. I said, hey, here we have it. We have it. We have it. We don't need you guys. So for, uh, even as a Milan fan, which yeah, you are, yeah. and you're from Body, yeah. which is in the south of Italy, you yeah. you feel obviously Napoli's not your team, yeah. but you're happy that they're winning. I do. I am. But so I you am. feel a part of that just because they're from I the am. south. I do. I do because uh, you know it comes down to uh, your blood is uh, it's. It's, it's a Napoli, un, un sangue napoletano. So uh, even though Bari and Napoli, believe it or not, if you look Bari, you look Naples, and you look New York, those three cities are on the same latitude. This is geography right now. But if it comes down to, if, yeah, you can laugh as much as you want, but if it comes down to, we are the same kind of people. We went through the same struggle. We went through the same hardship. We go through the, the the same the same stuff. Like the same same way we see Palermo winning, or from time to time we see Napoli, or we see Bari coming from the Serie B to Serie A. Those are all moments that we really treasure when the the South just finally uh, it makes it back into the the, the big uh, mm-hmm. big screen. Do you understand now, what I'm saying? This is a question for Ludo, and we're gonna have Ludo on in the podcast yeah. uh, once they clinch, maybe Thursday, um, hopefully. For uh, but I'm still gonna ask you why do you think we see the celebrations that we see in Napoli? Yes, they haven't won in many years, which is part of it. But why do you think there's feels like to me a lot more passion from the southern region of Italy? Yeah, because they live for the game. You know, in, on, in any given year, it's gonna be either Juventus, Inter, Milan, or uh, you know, once in a while you will have uh, I don't know uh, Bologna. Not Bologna. We'll have uh, I don't know Roma, Roma, Roma. or Lazio, no, whatever will. Roma or Lazio, but. Uh, Napoli for lo- for the longest uh, period it was uh, it was in a drought that uh, it was not really uh, you know uh, uh, something that you can uh, just uh, identify and stick to Napoli. Napoli is a big city. Napoli's got a lot of people. It's got a, a stadium. It's got a, a, a lot of tifosi. Not just in Napoli. It's got tifosi all over the world. So uh, you go to the to the coffee shop in Villa Bata. You see a lot of people from Napoli already all dressed up, wearing the Napoli gears and all the stuff. You know you can start to feel that that, that emotion is channeled into the 
the fact that Napoli is, is on the verge to uh, to raise the, the, the one of the highest trophy for winning the mm. campionato. And this is, uh, as I said before, this is like uh, us coming back and say, hey, by the way, we might not have money, we might be poor, we don't dress as well, or we don't have a rich clo- rich clothing, uh, uh, you know, labels uh, the way you guys have it, we don't drink, uh, you know, the scotch or the bourbon that you have, had, but we have the mozzarella, we have the best wine, we have the best food, we have the grapes, with, and we got Napoli now. And Napoli is bringing all the south together into, yeah, into that geographically not necessarily just the region around mm-hmm. Naples yeah, yeah. the old south I think is, is going to be celebrating this mm. so Mike, uh, as an outsider um, which we all we're all outsiders at this table because we're not from Napoli mm-hmm. I think that it makes us very proud also because of the way that Napoli uh, play like I've seen them attract more fans um, than any any other team like I'm saying let's just say a typical American a soccer fan mm-hmm. that likes the Premier League or likes a different league or whatever and watches Napoli play, it feels like they're the most attracted to them, whether it is definitely the yeah. style of play because they play a beautiful style of play. And I think Spalletti understood that because Spalletti embraced the city. He's, he learned Napoletano. He said, these people witness Maradona. They need to see beautiful football. We can't try to play mm-hmm. like Juventus would play, for example. For you, Mike, we always joke about Mike, the Milan fan, who's your team? Napoli definitely, and I don't know it sounds like we're saying this now because they're winning the Scudetto. Napoli is definitely the team that you lean towards the most Greek players aside. Yeah. And why I was think that? So. Well, Napoli always had a Greek root, so I always liked that from them. So I gravitate towards that also because they also had a fantastic players. And I always try to root for the underdogs, not like a powerhouse. And Napoli was always a very good team, as long as, at least from what I was watching. Um, but they never had that extra inch to cl- to clinch a Scudetto, and now everything's falling for them perfectly, and this is turning into an incredible year. So I don't know. I, I really appreciated them. Obviously, Manolas being there helped a lot. And what do you mean helped a lot? I mean, they got a Mano- I mean, if Manolas would have been there, you would be probably jumping the hoops. Oh, yeah, uh, I by know. Now, right? 100%. But so. yeah, I always had a soft spot for Napoli, uh, just in general. Plus, Ludo. Always teaching us, having amazing stars. Maradona being there, the best ever to ever do it. So all these things, their tradition, how they they run differently than a traditional how football so? club. Just I, I just feel like it's it doesn't seem like uh, a business. It's it feels like something that you want to be a part of. It's the emotion. It's the, 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 the heart. It's the heart. It's everything with the heart. Even though that guy, what's his name again? The, the Juventus. Uh, what's his name? Landini. Landucci. Even though Landucci, Landucci. Landucci goes to tell this guy here. I mean, it goes to tell. Uh, it says. Uh, uh, what did he say again? Okay. Uh, no, we're having a nice say, talk right now. No, you know, Mike was in the middle of a, oh, uh, uh, of a thought. And you're talking about... Pelato di merda ti mangio il cuore. Pelato di merda ti mangio il cuore. I'm going to start saying that every time I play you in fool. Can you believe this Mike, thing? Mike, so you, you, mentioned, you mentioned two things. You mentioned uh, since you've been following the league and you mentioned not being able to get over that hump. So since you've been following the league, and I think you have a very interesting perspective because you started following it in like 2011, really full time. And you obviously watched Juventus dominate for so many years. And you watched that Napoli team get so close in 2018. I even remember in 2018, the Juventus-Napoli match where Koulibaly scored the ones here, I remember you were at like an event, like yeah, a I Greek was, event or something. Yeah, it was a Greek event. And I you was, were watching on your phone. I was at my nephew's uh, 
christening. And, and you I were was going, watching on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I remember the afterwards. you I'm went disrespectful. You were a good I was, the, I was out of the church. It was afterwards. Oh, so, okay. You yeah, were yeah. not on the church. Right? No, no, because it was not, after church. Yeah. It was after. But church, I remember yeah. you going so crazy, and that you you were so excited oh, yeah. that they were going to be able to do it. Now, to build on that, what do you think has changed since to get over that hump, and and since the time that you've been following it? What's that difference? Is it the teams below? Is it simply uh, the incredible scouting network? Like, what do you think? Or is it mentally they overcame a hump? I think it's not just a... F I don't think it's one factor at all. I think um, it's multiple factors. One is being the the teams around them. Maybe you could say not What's performing. What's the main at, one? What's the main one? I know the one. Uh, I think the main one would be, as much as I hate to say it, when Insigne was there when Koulibaly was there when Mertens was there I don't want to say they were dragging the team down but it was something they felt like it was a burden for almost them to have to carry this it was something living in them they're like if I don't win they're, they're, they already got so much criticism for not winning the Scudetto already and it was some, it was that hump and it was that almost regret of not being able to do it and they couldn't mentally get over that block so it was kind of dragging everything down and by them knowing by them knowing it was so much, it was hard for them to do that. And now having a new coach like Spalletti, new players, uh, being the players, even though new, being more naive, not having all that pressure. Since they're new to it, they're just playing mm -hmm. culture. If you just play culture without thinking about all the extra things, all the media, all the this, the all we almost won it, the all Juventus uh, beat us to it, this Milan, like all these outside things, I feel like it melted away because these players were new. It was a different coach. It was a different team, different players, and players stepping up. I think no that's, pressure too, yeah. I, I think, think that's honestly, a big one, but I, it's, a di it's different said, factors. You put that into words one. perfectly. I think that the the scars, the battle scars of like sort of always feeling like we're not. Eventually, we're gonna crack. Eventually, we're gonna you mm -hmm. know throw it away. And of course, we're from the outside, so we can't say this for certain. We're saying what we would think that it is. Because I don't want to put that on on those sorts of players, um, and I think they gave a lot to the team. They deserve to be respected. But I, I think I think Mike is is spot on with that. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. In a, in a different words, I, I mean, I agree. Well, you know, Mike is spot on. on uh, what's on another factor? Or what's another I'll tell factor? You, I, I have a, I have two three more factors uh, that I think that they're gonna play. They Landucci? play into this thing here. Well, that that's one of them. You know, Juventus, AC Milan, Inter, those, those, the three, Le Tres Sorelle del Nord, they are used to win championships sometime by just uh, buying because they can afford to buy. You want a Vlaovic, you take it away. You want a Chiesa, you take it away. Napoli doesn't have that. So Napoli, he has to rely on the scouting. And I think I applaud, applaud tutta la società Number one, De Laurentiis, even though sometimes a lot of people, they criticize him. De Laurentiis has the, gut, has the guts to say to Insigne, hey, you want this much money? I would love to keep you, but I don't think I can afford it. It's going to send the wrong message. You want to leave? Goodbye. Mertens, the same thing. I know I like Mertens, an excellent player, great guy. And a guy wanted to stay in Napoli. Because would you have 20 beers him. with him? Huh? Would you have 20 beers with him? Yes. I don't know if I can hold 20 beers, but I, I would. That's good to know. Again, this is la rivincita del sud. This is the revenge of the south. In other words, I said, hey, we do not have the money, but we have the heart and we're going to do it. 
with what was being given to us. So in this Spalletti, I think, he found himself into the middle of this storm mm -hmm. and he was the leader, the shepherd to bring all of the rest of those guys all the way to the to the promised land. And the promised land is the Serie A. So Spalletti that has never won anything in Serie A, he found himself to be the leader of this team. And uh, as much as I don't like his style, he, I have to just tip my hat to him. And uh, finally, it's, uh, it's time. Thank God he brought Napoli and not Inter or another uh, team from the north. Eterno Secondo. Eterno Secondo. That's what they used to If, call him. Uh, we were, we were sending in our uh, WhatsApp group chat. So, uh, Francesco was sending a bunch of links and just everyone calling Spalletti the eternal second. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Um, so I think it's it's a beautiful story for all of them. Like you need to have that perfect balance of of it all. You need the players, you need the club, you need the coach to all understand the goal. Um, so I think you guys gave those two points. The last thing that I would say, which I think is the main factor as well, is that in a football that's so damn dominated by money, that PSG just throw hundreds of millions of dollars, whatever the problem is, boom, Manchester City, boom. I'm not taking anything. Even the MLS to I'm take not, away. I'm not, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking away any of that because money, it is what it is. This is a business. It's the way thing goes. But that's not right, though. What do you mean you're not Listen, taking it away? Why, why not? Because it's, it's the way it is. What am I going to do? It's, it's the motion of the ocean. You can't stop it. If they put laws in, whatever. Either way, point is. And you see them that they don't always get their goals, right? Piaget, I know they went in the league. Not in the Champions League, but in a football that's so dominated by money, and money really drives the conversation. Which I think it's such a lazy narrative by so many people to just say, and we hear this all the time: Ah, we don't, we don't have enough money. Ah, we don't have money. We can't win. You know, it's such an easy cop out. And I think Napoli proved, and Juntoli proved that with brain power, with thinking, without smarting your opponents, you can achieve. You can still achieve. We can still be prosperous. And maybe you want to say that the competition's not as good in Serie A. I don't agree with that. Neither do I. Maybe you want to say that they got a lucky draw. They got a lucky strike. I don't agree with that. And maybe it is a little bit. But in the grand scheme of things, it can't just be that. I applaud that so much. I think that's what makes me the most happy. It's finally, especially now, where you never see that. I love that we have to outthink ourselves. And I think that is a testament to what Italian football is, to what Serie A is. We don't have the money to buy the best players in the world. So what do we need to do? We need to have better coaching. We need to have better scouting. We need to find them before they become that big thing. So it's made us resort to coming back to the zone. And I, I think this is good for even Italian football if we try to mimic that model. Of course, it's difficult, but give more praise to the sporting directors because for me, they're the heart of a team. You know, the perfect evidence that we have is, uh, is going to be play out in the next couple of weeks. We have Inter, Inter and AC Milan fighting for the final. To, uh, of the Champions League, Summers. and then we have a uh, we have Fiorentina almost on the verge to lift the trophy of uh, uh, on on uh, Conference uh, League. Uh, Conference League, and then we have a, Fiorentina might be lifting the coach uh, the, the trophy with Inter uh, uh, either uh, with Inter with the Coppa Italia. And uh, Fiorentina is a great example of that too. That's what I'm Italiano. saying. That's another another team. They're not from the south, but they kind of uh, you know uh, they they embody the same almost the same. Uh, um, you know, spirituality mentality, and mentality yeah. that a team from the South does because the money, the money's not there. And, uh, you know, also had history, had yeah, history. Yeah. And Commiso and Joe, they did a spectacular job. I mean, uh, with all the criticism, with all the ups and downs, I think they stuck with their, uh, with their script yeah. and they brought Fiorentina at a very, very, very... The vision of Italiano. Yeah. The oh. vision to get Italiano. Uh, we, we knew what he did with Spezia. 
Uh, I think he, they were following him even at, even at his time in, in Sicily. Mm-hmm. And he's also another guy that's got that chip on his shoulder. That he, He's from Agrigento, near Agrigento. And he says, a lot of people from my area don't get, don't make it this far. It's mm-hmm. difficult, like you said. So I just, I like those types of personalities. I think that, you know, we, on our, I like talking about this. I mm-hmm. like giving them the shine that they deserve. Because like I said, I just feel like now it's just cool to talk about the, the player that's a hundred million dollars, a hundred million euros. That's never proved anything, but conversation for another time. Anyway, anything else we got to talk about to finish this podcast? Uh, Juventus, Bologna. Yeah, talk about yeah, this. yeah, I don't know. Juventus, Juventus Disaster. is kind of a disappointing me. Disaster. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, thank God. I think they, they brought, they, I think it's a point that they gained that point. Because I think Bologna could have won the game. I mean, April has been a disaster. Aside from Besides that, the, the big points. mistake that Soleil made over there, that which he could have buried the 2-1. Mm-hmm. But Bologna, Bologna was many, many times close to score. Skorupski yeah. was amazing. Yes, Stopped the penalty. He had yeah. one save with his foot that was like <laughs> spectacular. I think it was on Fagioli. Chiesa made a cutback. But Juventus, yeah. are, Juventus are just so frustrating to watch. And it's, it's nothing new from what we've been saying, but... Even now, when you're seeing, you're reading in the media about players being upset with Allegri, the, from Vlaovic to Di Maria to Chiesa, of course, you want to take all these with a grain of salt. It's not to say that mm. it's absolutely true. I think it is. I don't think we need reports to say that. Just look at body language. Right. Just put yourselves in the shoes of these sorts of players. They don't want to be playing that style. It's extremely negative. And then for me, it's like the press, what he says to the press is like, it's like embarrassing. I, for me, when I listen to him, I'm like, are you kidding me? At least, I hated that he quoted Yanis. By the way, I love what Yanis said. Your boy, the, the Greek basketball player, you know, he had this whole speech. Mm. And then Allegri quotes it, where there's such different things. There's such mm. different ideas. And it, it bothers me. I think it just reinforces what we've been saying on this podcast, that Allegri is nowhere near the man to give them the job. I don't care if you get Champions League football. If you want another Band-Aid, you want to keep putting the Band-Aids to just stop the bleeding? Okay. For me, in the summer, year zero, go back to your roots, get a proper sporting director, get a young coach, get a young, young coach that's got ideas, that wants to play a proper brand of football, and look five years down the line. Don't just look, next year we got to do this. But this is the reasons why, you know, uh, the, the rumor that uh, when he was going into uh, into the tunnel, uh, back to the, to the lockers room, he was telling uh, Spalletti, look at you guys, you finally won a campionato, like uh, you say, in other words, hey, once in a while, we'll give it to you one. You know why? Because those guys, the Spalletti and company over there, they fought for it. Them, you know, the Juventus and the squad, they kind of buy it. Because from taking the competition away by buying the best player that they have in Serie A, you can, in, in a way, you take the competition away. You know, you, yeah, yeah, I get you what you're saying. You understand what I'm exactly, trying to yeah. say, Mike. You weaken the opponent. Yeah, you weaken the opponent. Yourself. And then, then you, you put yourself on the position yeah. to, to win by default. Yeah. But not because you really deserve what you did. Uh, yeah. You did, uh, you know, uh, you, you're the better coach. Okay, so you so, say that. And I was I had this link open because Enrico and I were talking about yeah. it. But they do spend a lot of money. And when you look at the top paid players of the Serie A, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of the top 10 are paid by Juventus. The only other ones are Lukaku, and Brozovic, and Lautaro. Mm-hmm. So sorry, there's so, there's three others. Okay, okay so what, this is to tell so you so that today we bind, we are buying the championship but, but technically. You, but you said, you saying that they're throwing money at it. But even with the money that they threw, when you're not smart with it, 
this is what you get because they did spend a lot. They spent a lot right. for players. They spent a lot on salaries, Salary clearly, wise, yeah. for players that are not performing actually on the pitch and don't play with hard. They don't play with an intensity and they don't they don't mesh well together. And then even the problem with Keza, my gosh, he played as a number nine. And you, this is crazy. You hear Allegri's press conference talking about why he thought it was a good idea to play Keza as a number nine. Then you hear what Bonucci says, and Bonucci says the opposite. Bonucci says, Keza couldn't hold up the ball. He's a player that likes to play within space. Mm. You play him as a number nine. We have nobody to hold up the ball. So it's like, it's mind-blowing what what I'm seeing from this team. And if you don't see it, if you want Allegri, that's one thing. Fine, I respect your opinion. You think so. But for me, it just continues to be as clear as day. Don't forget, the expectations coming into this season were not just to qualify for top four. You brought Allegri in, you brought Di Maria in, you brought all these players in to try to win and be competitive. If you lose by a couple points last day of the season to Napoli, that's one thing. But to to do it this way, to be out of the Champions League, to be out of any other cups, okay if they go to the Europa League, but Well, listen. I would say that the Juventus has been a huge disappointment for the last the last five of five years since Conte left. Because uh, you know, Conte Allegri took over what uh, the, the the great job that Conte did before. Then they it, went to it, two it, Champions League finals. Right, all right, it's fine, fine, okay. But with money, you spend a lot of money. Then what happened? The project started to go down. Started to go down. Conte leaves. Okay, you bring Sarri. They went to the Campionato. Okay, one more. Fine, great. Then what? Now the players they're starting to uh, to to crumble down and to break down. I mean uh, the, the construction. If you didn't maintain it once in a while, you, you need maintenance over there. So you're starting to crack around, right, Mike? Yeah. So the foundation they're starting to uh, to buckle. So everything's mm-hmm. starting to uh, you know uh, to uh, to get uh, to get skewed. So you're trying to fix it. You're trying to reinforce it. Bottom line is Juventus, even with the, the amount of money that they spent, they were never, never able to come up with a, a, the solution because Agnelli, on the back of his head, it's always tied and his best friend with his uh, Allegri. So you went from Conte, you went through Sarri, you went to uh, uh, Pirlo, uh, and then back to, to uh, where else? Who else Allegri, came? You missed Allegri in the middle, but yeah. All right. So And then you come back to Allegri. So what, what does that tell you? That you do, you actually kind of buy and and embrace that kind of a, a style of play because uh, you know Allegri was playing this kind of a style before he left with the, with the top of player and was not challenged because the competition was not there. Mm-hmm. But now that the competition has caught up, and he had a, a great roster, he had yeah. a roster that he inherited. Yeah, but not competition, Macro has caught up. You got Spezia, you got uh, you got Fiorentina, you got uh, Salernitana. <laughs> hey. Where'd you come from, Spezia? Oh, well, the Spezia can be <laughs> in big two, three, big. Spezia's gonna go to Serie B. They be the Simala. Okay, okay. But it is but no, no. There is no more small team that you can really take uh, with a grain of salt. You have the fight. It's a good, it's a good building off point because I don't want it to seem like we're just talking about Juventus. I forgot that there's a Bologna side that played spectacular, and Thiago Motta along with Palladino are coaches of the year for me. Besides mm. Spalletti, okay, you run in the league, that's one thing, but Thiago Motta's team plays beautiful football. They're spectacular in every single area. What do you yeah, think, Mike? I think Bologna. I I like how Motas uh, puts his team. They they really press and it's hard for once they lose the ball, they really attack. They they man mark two three players. They try to rush and get it back. Mm-hmm. I think they do that really well. Their fitness levels must be off the charts because they do not stop running. The only negative I see from them is 
they're finishing. In the final third, they, they're not the best in that sense. If they were, I think they could have won this game pretty easily for the most part. Mm -hmm. The quality, um, there's the, definitely a, yeah, a the significant final third, dip you get of the, quality. But, but in terms of urgency and uh, pressing and teamwork, Bologna, Bologna do very well now. And that's all thanks to Mota. Because so, before Mota, Bologna did not play that urgent. Mm -hmm. Mike, so if I fun. asked you, who do you think Spalletti aside, because Spalletti for sure, who the coach of the year is? Who would you give it to? Huh. Of course, like I said, Spalletti aside. Anto? I would give it to Paladino. Mm. They're officially saved, officially in Serie A yeah, next year. I would give it to year. Paladino. Explain. Monza, Monza is one of those teams. You cannot that's really take one. it. You yeah, cannot really take one. it uh, with, uh, you know, very lightly. They come at you with no problem. They, they don't they don't stop. They don't defend. They play, even when they play away, they don't go, for example, to Torino, to Milano, or to Roma, just to uh, to try to to come up with a point. Because they beat Juventus twice. That's what I'm saying. Didn't they, they beat Inter and high Inter yes, too? Yes. They, they, Two times this, this team here, this team, they, they have a, a, un, un calcio in Italy, we call un calcio propositivo. They do not wait like like Allegri does. They don't wait for somebody to make the mistake and then uh, and then attack or just to try to to exploit the weakness of the other team. Those guys are constantly playing the tempo too. I mean, I see the tempo that they play. It's a pretty high tempo. So they they put the physicality. They put some. They are pretty uh, a bunch of players. They have mm -hmm. they have skill players. They have sensei. They have a bunch of other. Uh, the goalkeeper is spectacular. Di Gregorio. Oh my God, man! This guy, I think he belongs on the top uh, five. Uh, in uh, in Europe, uh, Di Gregorio, a lot of people is flying under the radar. This well, guy he wasn't even going to be the starter. Listen to me. It was Cranio that was going to be the starter, which is crazy. This guy here, look at those new all, all the in Italy. You can find the best goalkeeper uh, uh, of of the old time. Okay, Vicario is another one of them. This guy, Di Gregorio, is another one of them. We have nothing but the top, 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 top goalkeepers. Carnesecchi. Carnesecchi is another Carnesecchi one of them. Really well. So I think Monza, I think the, the way Paladino yeah. is making this team plain mm -hmm. and gel, I think that the team plays as a unit. Mm -hmm. You see them. Bologna, I like it. I like Bologna a lot. But I see Monza. I saw two, three games of Monza. I, I just I said, oh my God, look at this. Look what he was able to do in a short amount of time because the, who was sacked before Stroppa. he Stroppa. And he did nothing with the team. Mike? Yeah, uh, that's a good shout out. I forgot about that. They also secured um, safety from yeah, Serie A, which, yeah. which is very difficult because if you're coming from Serie B, you're you're hoping to uh, be a few points above the relegation zone. But he's uh, right there, I, I believe. Uh, let me check where I have. He's actually in 10th place. Uh, so that's, that's a good shout. That's nuts. Yeah, that's insane. That's actually nuts. It really exceed expectations. Top half of the table. Very and look good. who's the owner of the team. It's yeah. uh, Berlusconi and Gagliani. I, there's just something about winner's mentality. There's mm -hmm. something about that. You can't calculate it in any stats, but just having a winning idea and not fighting to just be saved, you know, fighting to to lift the top and also getting Serie A experience. Yeah. It's a factor that. First year again. This is first year in Serie A after so many Mike, years. Uh, is that is that who you're going to go with? No, you're going to go with Paladino? I'll, ch I'll change it up. To so the, who are you going to go I'll with? I'll go with uh, Dionisi from Sassuolo. Really? Yeah, even though... Even though they started rocky, considering their front three's gone, Berardi, you can't even count because he's been on and off with injury, inconsistent. They got pretty good numbers though, to be Super, fair. And considering he's been injured, but being a veteran up there and not used to having your left, your Skamaka, your um, Traor, who was it? Traor, yeah, Traor. Traor on the left wing, 
So what else did they lose? They uh, lost somebody they else. Lost I can't a, yeah, I can't uh, probably another player. Yeah, they lost Kiriakopoulos too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta say, what's going on? Yeah, yeah we tried to slip that in there. Like we weren't gonna know what it is. He's a good player. I gotta tell you, he started for Bologna. No, I know. It's just the way that you threw that in there. It's like you knew. No. Like, but you didn't want to just act like it. I but, could see you holding in that smile yeah. right now. But regardless, Bro, let the smile out, please. Um, Dionisi, like, you got to give him credit for what it, for what he's done. Yeah, even though they sold these players, they just after Salmo's the expectation was just sustained. Said, mm-hmm. yeah, you could, they cashed out, you know. And to be only a point away from tenth place, I think that's a pretty good achievement so far in the season. Uh, I, you could say he's creating many miracles okay. with, with the roster he has. He's squeezing everything he's got, and he's doing pretty well if you think about those those circumstances. So I love sure. I love Antonio's answer of Paladino. That would be uh, that would I, I think it's uh, spot on. Did you see? I'm not not too sure of yet. You're you're convincing me though. I'm gonna go another one. Vincenzo Italiano for Fiorentina. For me, he is the next big guy for Italian football in terms of coaching. He's got his club. In three competitions, and that's why I'm choosing him. He's not. He didn't just calculate and say I'm only doing Serie A like so many older coaches thing, old mentality. He's got them in the Conference League, playing great football. To to fight in European competition is is mm-hmm. something special. He's got them in the final where it's a one off. Yes, Inter are favored, but it's a one off game. They always fight. He's had to manage the group. It's not been easy. He hasn't had a real goal scorer. Cabral and Jovic. They went through big dips and. For his football, he's always the metrics. You look at crosses, possession, high press, um, chances created. They're always within the top five of teams. Oh, they, got names. they just hadn't been able to score the goals. And I still think they need reinforcements in defense. Um, but for me, Vincenzo Italiano, for what he's doing with Fiorentina in all competitions, maybe not in just Serie A because of their, yeah. their place, mm-hmm. but... You can't, you know, he's spreading himself thin, but for right reason. That's true. And we also didn't talk about uh, the Napoli scenario to clinch oh, yeah. the Scudetto officially. Say, There's three scenarios. The first one, if Napoli just beat Udinese on Thursday, on Thursday they right? officially clinch it. Second is if Juventus don't win versus Bologna, which didn't happen. So all they need is Lazio to now win against Sassuolo for them to clinch it. So Lazio ties Sassuolo on Wednesday and they win. And they win it, yeah, wow. or lose. Without name and play. Win. Without even yeah. playing. And third Isn't that is... Sad? <laughs> we should have seen the Napoli celebrating at the San Paolo, at the Maradona, mm-hmm. I mean. And the third and final is Napoli draw versus Udinese and Juventus don't win versus Bologna or Lecce. So they didn't win against Bologna. So they didn't win versus Bologna, so it's just against Lecce. So if Juventus... It said or, not and, though. It says oh, or. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Is so there any Lazio in that scenario or no? No, no Lazio in that scenario. So, okay, so they so tie. In that case, they so just, winner they, tie against They Udinese. just need one point against Tudor. Yeah, against hey, Tudor. It's uh, why did I say Tudor? Sotil. Sotil. Tudor was before, yeah. Tudor's another Where's great coach. Tudor in? He's on Marseille. Oh, yeah. He's Saint doing Turkey. great, too. What am I thinking of in what, what's Mar- Can you check Marseille in the table? I'm pretty sure they were doing yeah. amazing at one point. Uber He's another Uber. coach that I love. By the way, I the love, celebration love. after Napoli wins. Sotil's another really good one. I, he started off really hot, dipped a little bit, but it's his first year in Serie A. Oh, my gosh. You know why I think... Uh, I, I had in mind Italiano, not to, not to take anything away from you, wow. but... Uh, Where is my, five point, uh, Marseille, five points behind PSG. Five second, points? Wow. Are they second same place. amount of games wow. played? Wow. Yeah, second yeah, or third. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Grande tutor. 
I love. He was another guy. He was an assistant he coach of Juventus. Said it, yeah. He said, "Yeah, but he, I respect that he left. He left Verona because they were a dumpster fire." He said, "You're you're not only not buying any players after I did an incredible job with you. You sold off Caprari and Simeone, who scored sixty percent of your goals, which is embarrassing." For me, Juventus. We just made a list: mm-hmm. Tudor, Palladino, Italiano. Any of these guys, I want a young a young coach that builds a project. Not enough of Juric these. Good too. I play Juric a nah, no, you know, Juric is not for. No, 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 no. Listen, I like Juric. This is why I picked up Palladino. for Juventus. You're saying? No, as a oh, big, uh, I was mentioning to go Juventus. to the top. I'll, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you. What, I'll tell you the why my reasoning to pick up Palladino. Palladino. You gave your entire reasoning. I know, but <laughs> instead of Italian, because spoke, I like Italian too. I don't want. I don't want. I, I don't. A lot of the merda ti mangio il cuore. Can okay. you believe this nonsense? Anyway, okay, come on. My no, reasoning. You was, gave your reasoning. I like Italiano. You gave but your reasoning. But it's got the big names. Italiano. But he's pelato. Is that why? He's pelato too. Eh, but it's not pelato di merda, okay? Pelato di what? Pelato di, uh, di pomodoro. <laughs> pomodoro pelato. But anyway, I like them both. I like them both a lot. So. All right, guys. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao, guys.